Monday of game week, it's just different. It hits different. It feels different. It's uh, something that has been in my blood my whole life. So when you listen to Red Dirt music, it's like that last Rebel sound to me. It is a combination of uh, Southern rock and jazz and uh, bluegrass. And, and for Skip Bayless to come out and say, I don't feel bad for him and kind of belittle him and say, how dare you? How dare you as the leader of America's team show weakness? Honestly, I want to say what I want to say. This is the Sam Mays Podcast. Welcome. I'm Sam Mays. And today we have our good friend, Wes Sims. How are you, sir? Fantastic. Thanks and for having me again. Yeah, look, you've become a staple of this thing. You're going to be around for a while, I feel like. <laughs> uh, and Mr. Greg Thomas, who is a local comedian here in Oklahoma City. Greg, how are you, sir? Doing great. Thanks for having me, Sam. That is about as formal as this thing is going to be. Yeah, let's the, do it. The, the intro. It's all downhill from there. Uh, we are, have been really just trying to figure out how to get into the Instagram game, right? Instagram is one of the more popular social media platforms you're going to find here in the U.S. and around the world. Uh, Greg's local, you know, we just kind of chatted. I think you actually spoke to Brittany first on the uh, podcast page, and she was like, you should get this guy on the podcast. He's got 15,000 Instagram followers, and he's a comedian. And I was like, well, you know how I love comedians. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, <laughs> it's a real weird thing. The The Instagram algorithm is a, is a weird, strange uh, man, and I, I hate telling people this, but I just really got lucky. I had, like, one clip really just kind of hit a whole, the whole – cannabis veteran community the right way and i just you know you know how life is you know it just takes one little thing and uh uh it, it's been really cool it's uh it's allowed me to be able to reach out to an enormously cool people like ufc fighters i watch a shit ton of ufc nice. so i'll just reach out to like aljermaine sterling and stuff like you know like Ch title holders i'll just be like man i really appreciate it. you know good fight but hey man so what do you do and he'll just start talking back just oddly because they'll look at the gram and that's don't get me wrong don't get i appreciate the the love and all that but it's it's a very odd thing the uh the, the clout game is, is a very, right, the social, right dude, for sure yeah. it's a weird it's a very weird thing it was just i woke up one day and i had like an extra eight thousand followers that i didn't know i was ever gonna have you know what i mean and it's uh it's still something I, I selling myself is something I struggle with. Right. Like, Cause you don't want to feel, ah, you know what I mean? You don't want to feel unauthentic. You don't want to feel, yeah. There's a weird thing where you see guys that just, they, they put, you know, like a, let's just say like carrot top. You know what I mean? Like the, he can only be carrot top now, you know what I mean? So that yeah. sucks. Like I, you never want to be, you want to make sure you're being authentic and stuff like that. So I've just tried to make sure I've, I've balanced my message and made sure I've tried to appeal to everybody and make sure you don't, you don't cut anybody off. Cause I feel like a very weird divisive times. Yeah. It's very easy to get in it's, trouble. It's these hard. Days. It's hard not to hurt people's feelers. <laughs> oh, believe me. I, in public. Yeah. No. And social media is very public. Right. And that's oh, the yeah. thing. That's understanding. It's the new public. I think that it's, it um, you know, what you said there was pretty interesting because, you're working on selling yourself, right? And trying to figure out how to do that. I'm working on not doing that, right? The podcast world is completely different. Right. And if you listen to the podcasts I did in season one, it's just radio hosts just trying to figure out what exactly he's doing 
uh, with this thing in reality is people who come to podcasts are people who like us, right? right. And, and they just want to be a part of uh, what we're doing and hang out with us. And we want to hang out with them. And it's just kind of this shoot the shit uh, feel to it. And I love it so much more. Like I did a year of struggling through this. And uh, now it's just been this relaxed, cool vibes thing. I mean, you've been in here in this room for five minutes. I'm like, I like this, dude. This is going to be great. No, and that's that's the that's the cool part is once you realize um, being yourself is really all anybody's ever asking from you, especially in the podcast, because there's a you know it's a very there's a very large market. So the people that are listening to you are really listening, you know, to you for guys. you, right? Exactly. Yeah. So. You know, I, that's one thing I appreciated in listening to. I listened to the Bedlam, and I listened to a bunch of the ones before, and I had listened to them prior, and I, I always appreciate, you know, the, the honesty. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it hard, it's hard when your team sucks. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Or, Here we or go. you know what I mean? Or just, Here we go. We're five minutes in. No, no, no. no. I'm just saying. I've just, I Look, I've been a, a disgruntled Titans fan forever. Okay. You know, finally we're good. Uh, Spurs fan riding high forever, missing playoffs for the first time. Weird year, but it's fine. We'd have missed them anyway. But I'm just saying, like, very. <laughs> I understand what loss is like. Right. You know, yeah. I, I was an Astros fan, and now we're banging trash cans, doing all sorts of weird shit to win. So it's you know what I'm saying, like some hard times with the Astros. It's it's a weird, yeah. Because I even it was like, man, are they gonna lose my fandom? And I was like, fuck it, no. Because I went through like what was it, like 63 and whatever losses, like 111, lo- just stupid amount of losses. And I was like, we somewhat earned this, all right? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. I mean, putting the duct tape on your chest to keep that shit from falling off while you're running around the bases. I mean. uh, it is so, I don't even know what to believe about that whole thing. That's the worst part, is that I fully believe the whole trash can shenanigans. Right. But I, I don't believe the whole, trash like, monitor... The whole monitor, like around the chest thing, I'm not buying. I'm not buying that whole Seems thing. Seems excessive, right? I'm just saying. I 100 percent believe the trash can thing. Like, hey, throwing that fastball, Springer. I mean, Springer was killing those lead fastballs better than anyone. And I was like, I don't know what he's doing, but he's. And now we know what he was doing, and uh, we paid the. I guess paid some sort of price. Uh, what being the Patriots of the <laughs> major league baseball being known as the, it's, it's very weird being, uh, being an Astros fan. I, I think that, um, my opinion of this uh, changed a little bit when I talked to Mike Hardage, he was a, you know, he's in the major leagues for 13, 14 years. He covers Texas down in Austin and he flat out said, it's not that big of a deal. He's like, it's been happening in the game forever. And he just kind of went past it right i i thought i was gonna, when i asked this question as the finale of a podcast i'm like this dude is gonna lose his shit when i mentioned this <laughs> nothing i no. mean he didn't give me a darn thing outside of you know it is what it is what it is and i started thinking about yeah. some of the things i used to do on a football field to get an advantage yeah. that were illegal 100 percent. yeah my thing is it just didn't i i i respect baseball in a way that i think i believe that hitting a baseball is the hardest thing you can do in professional sports absolutely and i think the second hardest thing is Hitting a hockey puck, right, or skating. Being with, a goalie, right. Being a goalie like on a slap the, shot with like no. Oh vision, yeah. There's no way. Yeah, that stuff is yeah. is is wild. So to think that they're taking away from the difficulty level on that level is frustrating to me, right? Because that's the only reason I like baseball is because Correct. I'm like, what you're. I can. Res- I don't like this game. I don't want to play this game. I never did play this game. But I can at least respect what you're doing is one of the hardest things to do in sports. And then to think that they cheated their way through that, it that just annoys me. That's, it bothers me. It does. No, no, no. And that's like that's what I said. It's like being like a Patriots fan. It's like nothing you did absolutely won you the game. 
Right. But at the same time, you use your competitive advantages and your leanings and your... Yeah, no, 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 100%. I'm with you. I, I'm but just... I mean, you won. Shit. <laughs> exactly. You know, I got my ass kicked by USC. They cheated, but you don't see me giving no, a fuck. That's I'm what I'm like, saying. Real, they won. M- most of the players are just like, you know what? Like, if if they pulled off all those wins and all... I mean, not to mention all those pitchers they had. Verlander, you had all those guys. Dallas Keiko. You've had all those guys for a long time. That's... It, uh man, that's such a weird, weird thing. And I think are they about to start up again? Are we even doing base? Oh, they are going to start I, up again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The intern is nodding. I think <laughs> he knows. His last time the intern was in the room with us doing a podcast, he spoke during it, and I wanted to punch him in the face. I Ooh. think the look that I gave him uh, during that moment maybe has prevented him from doing it again. Shout out Patrick Talbot. Solid <laughs> way to be. He works real hard. He does work real hard. He's a good behind kid. the scenes. Happy to have Patrick I mean, on board. Right behind the scenes. All right, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about. Uh, let, let, let's hit some now sports before we get into you know what's going on just with whatever, but. You know, obviously, the Oklahoma Sooners this weekend, they take on uh, the Baylor Bears. Boys, I think this is a 25-point win. I, I just can't imagine uh, any way, shape, or form that Baylor finds a way to compete in this one. Um, and I am I am getting, you know, I, it's, it's, you have to stay humble on the radio, right? You don't have to yeah. necessarily do that shit on the podcast. No. No. I'm going to absolutely beat my chest a little bit because after Oklahoma lost two games, every colleague I had in this market was jumping off the ship. Oh, Lincoln's in trouble and he's wavering and <laughs> blah, on, blah, man. blah. I'm like, what the? And so I, and I kept like saying the same thing every, all, all, every day. It's like, well, I think Lincoln Riley did the right thing during COVID, which put him at a disadvantage too. Yeah. I think that uh, when you talk about no spring and no summer and no traditional fall, you're going to have some growing pains with a freshman quarterback and offensive line that showed up that and you're probably going to lose a couple of games. It's like all these OU fans forgot. Every year when OU got a new quarterback, that first year, the, yeah, you know, it was, it was, it was, was three, point. four, it was three, four losses. But then we came back the next year and there maybe was only one or two. It's people have forgotten because we got all these transfers in. It wasn't the first time they put cleats in a, you know, a division one game. It wasn't the first time they hadn't looked and been in a division one program or contest. People just forgot. People, we got spoiled. OU fans got spoiled. And, yeah, I mean, it It, it was hard not to there for the last it's what, hard not six to. years. I mean, shit. I mean, well, I mean, you had somebody in the Heisman Trophy race for the last five or six years, whatever right. it was. But, I mean, before that, there was there was some hard times. I mean, it wasn't like it was – well, I mean – there's always gaps in it. You're not always at the at the very top. I mean, we were at the very top my first year, my last two years, and the two years in between. Hell, we had great teams, but we weren't. There was a big difference between us and the Miamis and Ohio States. That, right. That hell, there was just a big difference between all of us and uh, Nebraska. That that uh, in one. They were good. Who was the quarterback then? Couch. Crouch, That's right. Whatever. Who was the middle linebacker? Big, tall, link Lord. Remember that boy? That was a good football team back then. Yeah, Rask had a good football they, team. They always had the giant white defensive end. Yeah. They also had a nose guard at that time that had a lazy eye. Remember that dude? Kamanga? Monk, he like had a real like African name. Patrick Kabongo. Something like that. He was like six foot six, six foot seven, three eighty. Just ma- like I could get it in my stance, look between his legs, just massive. And if you look <laughs> at that face and that eye would just move. Just I met him in high school. At a football camp, he was from like 
Canada or somewhere. Oh, shit, yeah. Wasn't he? I don't know. But anyway, he was just gigantic, dude. But he was like 6'6", but he was like 265 or something. He was like an athletic defensive end type of guy. And then he went there and just blew. Gained up. a ton. Oh, he was 400 he pounds at the time. Gigantic. I got my hands on him. Oh, yeah, easy. Easy 400 oh. pounds. Yeah, anyway, that, that I think that, uh, you know, that, that this team might be the best Oklahoma football team from top to bottom that I've ever had a chance to cover. And that's saying a lot considering – I've been to five semifinal games or four semifinal. Is it four or five? Five? I think it's four. Four semifinal games, two Heisman Trophy winners, uh, and four Big 12 championships. Or, no, no, seven Big 12 championships in the time that I've covered the team. So, it's like. Well, we're talking about this year. We're talking about an OU team that might win by 20 points, and it's not because they're going to score 70. Right. Like, we can actually, we don't have to outscore everybody. Yeah. Like, we can just win. No, you can just tell, <laughs> just watching the game, excuse me, the uh, the defensive backs just seem way more confident in the system. Just completely, the attitude has changed. Just the last two years since Grinch took over the defensive line, the, the amount of rotation, the depth, the guys that are just rotating in constantly, right. getting these guys. So by the time the fourth quarter comes around, they're still looking moderately fresh, and they're coming up the, the field. Most of these offensive lines in the Big 12 are just not built like OUs and oh yeah you know what I'm saying right so by the time they've gone up through practice they're ready for you know what I mean they're ready for one they're seeing one of the best offensive lines all you know all week every week when you're you know when they're scrimmaging so you know I know they're not scrimmaging a shit ton during the season but I just think uh yeah the offensive line has gelled tremendously I I think they're probably giving more I mean Wes wouldn't you think they're giving more practice and more one-on-one and more physical right I mean they have to because those guys the thing that's really impressed me with those dudes is the the body shape and how much they've changed physically throughout the course of the season you can just tell they're in better shape and the only way to do that is to play your way into it you're not doing that once a week yeah I mean I think they they, I think they they have those Thanksgiving love handles like they did week one right no (laughs) right they look different they move different they're able to do it for four quarters now not playing Thanksgiving weekend they might have them again (laughs) this is also very true they took it easy I'd be like everybody else sprints this game is uh in jeopardy right I mean I and I think that we should I saw a deal today where they brought Bob Stoops in. Yeah, Bob yeah. Stoops practiced today, apparently. Yeah. I mean, he's just hanging out. They got coaches out. <laughs> they got players out. You know, there's still a 50-50 chance this one is not played. I heard, I saw a report today, probably about two hours into my show, that says it's less than likely to happen. Um, you know, COVID's hit everybody. You know, you were talking, yes. Greg, about uh, not being on the stage and, you know, gigs and, and all the things. I mean, it's been a problem to say the least, you just hope that Oklahoma and the Big 12, you would feel like the Big 12 Conference more uh, OU friendly than maybe the Big 10 is to any school, and the Big 12 Conference is going to get, do whatever they can to make sure they have enough games to to make sure they can get themselves into that conversation. Because, look, I'll tell you right now, there's a real chance Oklahoma backdoors himself into the four this year. There really is. I mean, if Ohio State doesn't play enough games, who are you going to take? That's true. Uh, Cincinnati. I, like- I think they're going to put Cincinnati in there, if we're yeah. being honest. I mean – Cincinnati, this is the year to to stick somebody in there, and then they can always just have that little asterisk. Yeah, COVID did it. You know, COVID. (laughs) If I could be honest, I'd like to take a year away from the playoff, and I would just, you know, like not to get not to get whooped by Alabama by thirty points on national TV. I mean, I'm not trying to talk shit. I love OU more than any program, but I just 
this is the year I'd like to see OU go to a Cotton Bowl and rattle somebody else from the SEC and make it look good on the way out and just end it on a positive note, you know? Right. I'd, I'd, I'd prefer it that way, but you don't always get what you want around here. That's fitting. No, I, 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 I don't know. I mean, who does Cincinnati have left? They don't have anybody, do they? No, their did, schedule's garbage. And then BYU's basically done. Like conference championship or anything? I don't know if they will or not. I think that it's interesting to think – you know, the the eye test and what it means in college football. Uh, Cincinnati clearly not going to check all the boxes that Oklahoma does, but they've paid the price. You know, they played all the games. They went undefeated. Maybe they do get the nod here. Um, I'm trying to think of a team in the Power Five right now that I think is 14 points better than Oklahoma. And honestly, Alabama might be the only one. And I don't know that. Or Clemson. I mean... I don't know you either did. one of those teams are. 14 Clemson, points. Clemson shit does, I don't know. I haven't seen a consistent Clemson this year. Right. I haven't seen yeah. it. You know what I mean? Clemson's been a machine the past few years, and yeah, they, they look just, like they're having the same kind of year that we are. However, yeah. comma, they have Trevor Lawrence to uh, to anchor it down. You know what I mean? That's just, for me, that's completely uh, the difference with them kind of retooling because they lost. They're always losing a lot to the draft. But the difference is when you're stable at quarterback, everything else can kind of come along with it. Right. And that's where OU was missing and lacking. You know, and hats off to Lincoln Riley again. I'm sure you all have talked about it for just having the state of mind to just bench him in a big game, it gets no bigger than getting benched. OU Texas, I mean, that's that's a balls maneuver. Yeah. I mean, if we're being, you we're could destroy, you could, you could, down. you could destroy that kid. You know, you honestly could. I, I don't know that kid's constitution. I know he's, uh, he's confident as all hell. Right. I but that. I mean, the way Lincoln benched him, it probably, it wasn't the same as like, no. if we would have got benched. I mean, oh, you yeah. get a stern motherfucking and a maybe right I'll there on the sidelines. Yes. Right. And, you know, some asshole from ESPN may or may not be over there with the camera, and they're just like, you slowly see that camera turn away, and you're just like, oh, fuck. Here it goes. Here it goes. Times have changed. But the kid, you got to admit, at least we know what their relationship is, because he's not doing that yeah. if he's unsure no, on absolutely. how he's going to react, right? He's over there just like, hey, here's where you were screwing up. Watch just this. Run the damn offense. Yeah. You right. don't need to be Superman. Just right. Like, and here, that's what here, he did. Here, throw it. <laughs> He runs such a beautiful offense. It just it's so QB friendly. So when you see guys just running it to perfection for so many years, I feel like I mean, other than Jalen Hurts was an oddity because he's a one year, a one year guy. But the uh, the rest, I mean, the rest of the guys you saw Kyler, you saw Baker. When they've had a lot of time in the system, you just see the 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 throws are quick, the reads are quick. Oh I mean, yeah. it's it's beautiful. It's yeah. a beautiful thing. So, like, it's, I get that it's easy to, you know, if you're an outsider looking in uh, to say Oklahoma quarterbacks are system quarterbacks, I mean, you can make that argument. Um, I would say that the requirements on them, like the, the amount of information they're required to bring into games and the, the style of, of play that they're running, right? Like, th- this, this is NFL football, it just happens to be in what looks like a power spread offense here in, in Norman. Uh, there's a reason why Mason Rudolph was a third-round pick. There's a reason why James Washington has got all kinds of questions about his route running. Those are juvenile, true spread concepts, right, in the passing game, in the route game. That's why Oklahoma State's quarterbacks and receivers never really get the marks that maybe you're hoping to see them get. When you look at CeeDee Lamb, Marquise Brown, 
uh, any receiver coming out of Oklahoma that's got NFL capabilities in the last five years, those dudes absolutely are well-rounded. Like, they're well-rounded football players. Absolutely. They've they've been working on their craft and on their technique and had – you know, within the framework of a system with a consistent offensive coordinator. Right. And and that's player-friendly, right? I mean, yeah. you're, we're here to make you better at the University of Oklahoma versus you're here to play in my system. Yeah. You know, and I think that that is probably the difference between Lincoln and a lot of coaches in college football uh, today. Um, we mentioned the mullet, so we got to bring it up. Give me First, give me a <laughs> score. Give me a score for OU-TCU. It's Baylor. It's, oh, OU Baylor, excuse me. Baylor. Um, 41-17. What are the odds on it uh, just not happening? I, it's 50-50. If it's played. If it's played, 44. What'd you say, 44? 41-17. 41-17. I like that pick, actually. Dirty. Where's it at? At Baylor? Yes. Here? It's in, yeah. No, it's in, it's in Norman. Oh, in Norman? Yeah, look, I... I'm sorry. We hit that new cola strain before we got started, and I'm I well, dozed off. There. I usually have season tickets, but I don't get yeah, to yeah. go this year. So now it's just like, what time's it on the TV? Like, yeah. I don't give a shit. Yeah, it. so it's, it's night game in Norman. Yeah. Oh well, I knew it was a night game, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's going to be bad if it happens. I'm going 44-14. That's pretty good. Yeah. I'm gonna go. 52 to 19. You're such 19, a weirdo. 90. <laughs> 52 to 19. Yeah. They're going to snap the ball over their head. Safety, punt return. Right. Some weird shit's going to happen. <laughs> You're calling for some weird shit. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of field goals. Okay. Okay. All right. We've been, but we don't break. A lot of field goals. Unless like Buki gives them a fucking first down. The uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll save Buki for the end. The uh, the Cowboys are taking on the Texas Christian University Longhorn TCU. Is that right? Texas the Christian Horny Toads. Yeah, the, the Horny, the horny Toads. Tones. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm a little freaked out, right? And it's not because TCU has got the athletes that Oklahoma State does. It's because Oklahoma State can't block a soul, and Gary Patterson is literally a grandfather of defense in college football. And you feel like he's going to be able to technically impact this game from the sidelines more then maybe his players will have the ability to impact it physically. Uh, I'm I'm not confident. I'm really not. The line in this game is two, uh, as TCU is a two point two point dog at home. Yeah, Ooh. but like because for the exact reasons I'm saying right now, like yeah. there, you can only be so good if you can't protect your quarterback. And I don't think that TCU's got the dogs that OU has by any means. But TCU does have a bunch of kids that are very well coached, a bunch of kids that are super. Uh, committed to the process, super committed to their coach, and kids that are just going to get after it for four quarters and that will technically have an idea how to impact this team based off of Gary Patterson and what he brings to the table. Well, they they typically bring in a little bit higher caliber of defensive player than everybody else in the Big 12. I mean, you see all the time some random defensive end chooses TCU over like OU or Texas. I mean, that's not really uncommon. So, I mean, they, they probably have been a step ahead of most players Big 12 teams right? as far as the caliber of their actual defensive player. But, I mean, having Patterson on top of that, it's pretty handy. Right. Patterson's always recruited a really uh, interesting – like, he's always had a really good idea of, like, what size corners and defensive backs he wants long. He's been doing that, I feel like, longer than a lot of people have in the Big 12. I mean, yeah. we, 
we have been running with little people forever at OU, but I mean, Gary Patterson's always tried to have at Fast. least a six, six, one corner with, you know what I mean? Like they just could at least have a chance at playing the ball rather than, you know, taking the three-star kid with the athletic reach rather than the, right. the five-star kid that ran the four or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, absolutely. And that's one thing that Gary Patterson is always, I'll, I'll love him for, you know, just from watching, you know, football for all these years is he's always brought, uh, a scheme that was, you know, like we talk about with Lincoln Riley on offense, he does the same thing on defense where he looks at what he has and he puts the chessboard together, you know, how it fits him instead of trying to mold something that doesn't fit. And that's something he does remarkably well, of course, on defense. And that's, uh, I, I, I love Gary Patterson for that. Uh, it's, uh, he's been an interesting coach. I think that um, the the thing about this game is it's the coaching matchup that probably makes it what it is for me. Um, and I think I'm going to pick TCU. I really do. Uh, I think it's going to be a close game. I think, uh, you know, the Duggan kid is going to have to play out of his mind, but I'm sitting here watching this team disrespect Texas Tech and Texas Tech tell them to go fuck off, basically. Uh, I mean, they <laughs> yeah. did, right? Yeah, I mean, that's no. exactly what that defense did. They went in there and disrespected him. And you know what? Maybe, maybe that's a lesson that they've learned. And maybe that's the only reason I won't pick TCU is because they learned a lesson after what happened with Texas Tech. But, man, they got their asses beat. And it was one-on-one, and it was a it was not a Jim Knowles scheme thing. They gave up 600 yards because they couldn't stop a run game from a Texas Tech running back that they should have annihilated from the very beginning of the game. I mean, it's just a weird – that was the weirdest look of the Oklahoma State defense we've seen up to date. And you wonder, is it a Bedlam hangover? Is it they uh, just didn't respect Texas Tech, which is what I would lean on there, but – I don't know, man. That was a weird game to for them for that defense to play. Uh, the offense was what I expected it to be, but the defense to give up all those yards and those. I think I picked Texas Tech to score twelve points in that game. Twelve. No, 12. and I mean, and their defense had looked good <laughs> until Bedlam, right? And they just and they, it looked they even looked good for two thirds of that. They yeah, six, I mean, thirteen were, six until they were winning battles, right? No, for yeah. sure, for they sure. were winning battles. I mean, uh, what more can you ask for? I mean, usually when a team gets down, I mean. Lubbock's always due for some weird shit, though. Lubbock is uh, always due for some weird let me shit. Tell you what time is, is that game? <laughs> I love Lubbock, Texas. I've never heard someone say that. I, I just want you to know that. Just I, smell shit <laughs> driving into it. It's all you no. smell is shit. Look, I'm and just... And then they throw fucking tortillas and motherfuck. I just and I'm feel like, like... You live in the middle of fucking nowhere. BFE. Like in the armpit of Texas, and yeah. I'm supposed to give a fuck what you think. Yeah. You look like you live in Afghanistan, and you want to yeah. tell me that I'm an asshole. It's not the way this works. I feel like y'all just hanging out with the wrong people in Lubbock. There's been some times that I've ended up in some fields around Lubbock. Right. Uh, the party is real. You got to have something to do. Yeah. Right. No, no, no. I get There's it. only a couple of things to do in Lubbock. I've, I, no, no, no. I've, no. I've been to, like, Lambo. You ever, have you been a Lambo yet? No, uh-uh. Man, you got to go. I'm telling you, uh, my, my girl's a Packers fan. Oh, yeah? So we went we went up to Lambo. I'm telling you, it's a it's a damn Shriner. We'll we'll talk about it after we pick the OSU game. But I it's a, I Lambeau think everybody's got to make it. It's cool. That was the first place I ever got to play football in the NFL. Oh, that's, oh okay. No, we that's. We played in the first preseason game my rookie year, and I think the first or second preseason game the next year when they came out to San Diego, but yeah, we walked up and I was like, man, this is awesome. But it like, it looks so tiny when you walk up to it, man. And is it's it a hole down in a oh, fucking yeah. hole? You're yeah. like, there it is down in there. Yeah, no. And it's, <laughs> oh man, it's, it's a, 
And what's what's amazing about that that whole town is they they rely on your buck. You know what I mean? So no matter what you're a fan of, we we were up there for like a Ravens game, and we had bought the tickets in advance. And this will show you my bad luck. It's a year like Aaron Rodgers gets hits out like week three. So we're up there watching Brett Hudley and oh, Joe Flacco, no. and the Packers lose twenty-two to nothing. So don't even get to watch no Lambo leap, no bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> so, but getting to go up there and you walk up there, and alcohol is cheaper in that place than any other place in the in the country. So I walk up to a bar in Green Bay and I'm like four doubles, and they're like cool thirteen dollars, and I'm just like no 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 I'm paying for all these, and they're like yeah thirteen dollars. You're welcome. Yeah. Go yeah, find the like, fatty. Wait, what now? Because <laughs> there's a lot. So a lot of fatties in Green Bay? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so they, they, sell, they sell more alcohol by volume than any other state by a massive quantity. Ergo, their state gives them a break on the taxes, so it's cheaper than any other place in the country. Are you shitting me? Yeah, no, that's a real thing. Wisconsin drinks more beer and alcohol than any other state in the union? Correct. <laughs> Madison, Wisconsin, <laughs> University of Wisconsin, <laughs> Milwaukee. Yeah, sounds like so, my kind of place. Yeah, no, Milwaukee. So, yeah, it's <laughs> where a lot of that shit comes from. No, right. Yeah, Milwaukee's the, best. No, and the so, beast. Or is so yeah. So you walk into this place, and not to mention the food's amazing. Go in there, and it's like morning. It's like shaved fresh hash browns, eggs your way, cut up sausage link, gravy, in a bowl, and you're just like, fuck yes, let's do this. That's in the stadium. No, well, I mean, right With, across from the oh, stadium, yeah. just yeah, just around there, just yeah, everything's amazing. I I would recommend if you're uh, when the Cowboys play up there to go, yeah, to go. I a little road trip action. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. How far is that? Eight hours? Oh, ten hell hours? No, I twelve flew, hours? I flew. I'm gonna be honest. I'm a road trip guy. I flew to Milwaukee, and then we, interesting. There's man. nothing like driving through those northerns. Like once being a large black man. <laughs> in South Dakota, North Dakota, Wisconsin, Minnesota, I get some looks at the local Buffalo Wild Wings that you're you wouldn't like, believe. You're like a great white buffalo there. That's why. <laughs> That's They've never seen who is this man. Like stopping yeah, at a yeah. truck stop in, in North but Dakota. But you're in luck up there. There's a lot of bargain shoppers up north. <laughs> yeah. A lot of bargain shoppers. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be all right. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a lot of faith. You know, <laughs> mama, mama better keep a sidearm on her. Keep them off of you. Uh, yeah. Well, look, the time, the one week I spent in Hawaii, and this is the same uh, experience I usually have in the Dakotas or like in those northern states, right? I'm walking through a Walmart in Honolulu in this uh, herd. It's the only way to describe it, of large Samoan women. I was stationed there, so I know exactly what you're talking it's about. It's like walking through... And, you know, so, like, got sandals on from 1986, right? They were grandmothers. They were passed down a couple of generations, you can tell. The calluses on their feet are rivaling. There's a rivalry between the calluses on my feet and theirs. Um, I go walking so the, down. The sandals were there just so they could get service, basically. Essentially, yes. yeah. They can't feel anything on those feet. There's no way. <laughs> Everyone just wears sandals. Yeah. That's, there's no shoes. I go walking through the, I think I was there to get some deodorant or something, like a little, something little. And I happened to be by the place that I was going to pick up a friend at. And they stop. And there's like this look of like sizing me up. And I'm like, well, am I getting ready to get beat up? Like this is a large herd of, of Hawaiian women. They don't like 
mainlanders. They call them howies, right? Yeah, uh, yeah white dudes are called howies. Uh, yeah, howies. Is that what yeah, it is? Howlies. It's just a white dude they call howies. Yeah, they just call. Them, yeah, okay. They've got names for everything else. Oh yeah, what do they call black people? I don't. I don't know. Shut up, Wes. I was just. <laughs> I'm just. I'm just a white guy, so I know what they yeah. call me. Yeah, no, they no one really called me anything while I was there, but I was, you know, accosted. I would say, uh, one lady said that I look sturdy. And I was like, ma'am, I've never heard that. I was sturdy. like, I played Division One football. I was recruited by a lot of different coaches. Not one of them looked at me and said, son, you look sturdy. You look sturdy as fuck. What does that mean? Like, what, you're trying to look, <laughs> lady. She's like, you might be able to handle this. First of all, it's alarming when you make eye contact with them and you're not, like, bending down. She's looking at me in dead in the eyes and talking about yeah. how sturdy I look. I'm like, I'm not. Did she I'm put sorry. her finger in your chest, like, just to make sure, like, there oh, were, she, these I, bones can handle it? A spawn that I'm capable of. I'm not going to lie. I felt a little bit nervous like about it. a piece of furniture. You know, you shake it to make sure it doesn't wobble. Oh, yeah. Look, we, we <laughs> actually know that 300-pound offensive lineman. Second, I know what that I'm gonna, is. I'm going to give this a little. Yeah. Nah, there's no there's no weight to that. That's not going to hold it. If it makes it, y'all feel any better, no one else has described me as sturdy either. I just want y'all to know. Oh, this. yeah. Sturdy. Yeah, yeah, she said it looked sturdy. I was not, uh, I was not excited about it. Uh, I was disturbed a little bit. Sturdy. Yeah, like what is that? I can't get over that. Like yeah. that's such a weird way to describe well, look, someone. No, it's. I mean, look. I'm gonna be honest with you. She's six foot four. She's yeah. two eighty five. No, I'm, she's breaking the average dude. I'm telling. Like she's I was, like, I watched two Samoan do. dudes pull off a Honda car door off the hinges and beat someone almost to death with it. So I believe with the you. car door. No, no, no. They just pulled it off to pull him out and, and beat then him. beat him. Yes. Oh, okay. oh yeah. I was like. Yeah. How many yeah, times no, no. do you have to hit him with a fucking car door to well, beat? Yeah, no, no, no. To death he was very almost. small. He was way smaller than I was. And I'm like, <laughs> why does it take two of you? And yeah, no, no, no. It's You're like, uh, no, we had to rip the door off to make a point. Shit, you lived there? I was stationed oh, there station for a while. Yeah, okay, I was yeah. in the Army for eight years. And so that was my first duty station was I was on Oahu. I was at Schofield Barracks, Hawaii for like four and a half years. Okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, did you get to go to the Dole Plantation while you were out there? I did. I Dude, did go to the Dole Plantation. Dude, yeah. The pineapple ice cream at this place. If I said I didn't have any ice cream. Fuck. All right. You missed out. All yeah. right. So which, next time you go back, is that on? Oahu, it's yeah. like the main, okay. the main island. Well, yeah, it's the most populated. It's the main island, but yeah. So it's a, they have this pineapple ice cream at the Dole Plantation that, Fuck it'll it'll change your life. Hmm. Okay, yeah. I'll give it a go. Yeah. Next time, next time you go out there, yeah. Did we pick the Oklahoma State game? Well, you did, and then I I fucked up, and I started talking about Green Bay. I, what did I say? I, um. Shit. You actually you said you were who you, you were going to pick. Oh, you didn't yeah. say the school. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some Green Bay into it. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's right. Lambo leaping. That, because yeah, I want to. I want to have to get into the fun stuff here. Let me give. Let me go. Uh, I think I actually talked myself out of TCU just with the whole. They have been so consistent that that was just the first time they were inconsistent. So why would I want to bet against that defense? So I'm going to go uh, 21, 13, Oklahoma State. Wow. Okay. I'm going to go uh, 32-27 OSU. Okay. I'm going to take a TCU uh, 37-35. All Ooh, right. There you go. And a barn burning. I've got higher scores than I do. Okay. I want to throw one more quick thing in. Um, when the first time I went to Lambeau, we're in the end zone. We're warming up before the game. And we are getting 
absolutely motherfucked by all the local people <laughs> that have tickets in the end zone. They are not friendly to the opposing oh, really? team. Oh, wow. No. I got flipped off by 10-year-olds. Nice. Go back to California, you fucking hippie. I'm like, I'm from Oklahoma. I got a buzz cut. Like, what? Right. <laughs> it's like, oh, man. But, yeah, they're into it, man. Like, if you play for the Chargers, you are a hippie. Yeah, that's you get a, off your surfboard so we can kick your ass and you get the fuck out of it's here. It's such a weird thing. It's like if you take were, some cheese with you. If you're from college, I'd maybe buy that. But if like yeah, a pro no team, shit. you can get drafted from, from anywhere. Wyoming. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter. And Wes is probably the the epitome of like conservative looking. Yeah, he doesn't <laughs> Not I was like just a, like, and just little Jimmy up there. Give you an almost. Fuck you, hippie. And I'm like, because everywhere we went before the game, it's like he was saying, they are the nicest people right. in the world. He'd walk into the gas station to get a can of snuff. And it's like, hey, I need a can of snuff. And they're like, oh, hi, uh, how you doing? And, and, and with their Don't little you know. voices and everything. Yeah, right. that's great. A lot of. A lot of chubby people, man. I think they rival Oklahoma with some. Uh, oh yeah, it's the cheese, and you can't be outside for too long. Yeah, it's too cold. It's like too here, bright. everybody gets skinny, and then we put on our winter weight, and then we get skinny in the summer because it's too fucking yeah. hot. Lake right. season, like you're gonna lose weight. Just sit on the porch, you know. You will sweat it out in the this summer. Is, I'm, I like where your head is at. Right, this is why I'm fat right now. I feel like I've put <laughs> on thirty pounds or forty pounds in the last two months. Yeah, next summer, take your ass. Out on the patio. And do the podcast? And then sweat I'm just my ass saying off? saying in general. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm anti-being, doing anything. Get out there, get moist. No. Just frothy. wash it. Why? No, that's more like it. Frothy, right? <laughs> yeah. Froth. It's just not a good, it's no, not a it's good a terrible thing. Like, you feel like you're yeah. starting to fire between your legs, your pants yeah. get ready to rip because they're wet, mm. and now you're grinding on them with Stuff. your fat thighs. Like just a not. morning lather. Ugh. <laughs> 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 All right, let's uh, let's talk about some fun stuff here. Yeah. As uh, once again, Greg oh. is a local comedian here in Oklahoma City, and Greg, I'm going to tell you a story. Uh, first of all, let me let me do this. Greg, you are from you're originally from. I was uh, I was born in Norman, raised in San Antonio, and uh, I've been back in uh, Oklahoma City area for like five years. Okay, and you've been nice. a comedian for uh, five and a half. Okay, very cool. Nice. Which, what is your day job? Um, I bartend and uh, work at a local watering hole, uh, JJ's Alley. JJ's Alley. Okay, go down and see Greg at JJ's Alley. Uh, Familiar with it. Yeah. <laughs> Wes and I, I'm sure, will make a trip down there here uh, shortly oh, yeah. on a night that you're working. Uh, so when you get that text from me that said, what's up? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> get get we're Ben Brock on the mic. Yeah, he's uh, he's there on Wednesday. Every Wednesday. He's there all the time. Wednesdays. Wednesday. It's got to be a Wednesday. Yeah, nice. Just hit me up. Ben. I um, am notoriously bad at comedy shows. Okay, um, <laughs> I'm going to tell you this story, and like, and, and I, I don't. You get. Are I you want you to be guy. You can be honest with me. Just oh, tell yeah. me I'm a dick. Just tell no, me no, I'm no, a dick. Okay. okay. All right. So well, I am down in Dallas with the Chamber of Commerce, Commerce for opening day for baseball. So we get down there. I want to say it was like a random Wednesday. Uh, we get down there on Tuesday, so we're going to go with these people from Arlington. They're going to show us a town. So we go to this comedy show, and it's me, uh, my co-host, my producer, and like, oh, I don't know, maybe 15, 20 other people in the room. And this comedian gets on the stage, and I'm, I, I want to laugh. Like, I want to be excited about it. I want to be entertained. I'm an entertainer, so I yeah. like being entertained. I really do. And when I can get grabbed and, 
and my attention is a hundred percent on something, I'm like, fuck yes. Like I, because right. I, I know what it is to do that, to get my attention is a lot. It is. And so this dude starts talking and telling jokes and I just start, I don't want to say, I don't want to call it heckling him, but I just knew all the jokes that he was going to say. So he's like, so I got myself a new car and I was like, it's a free ass in the back, you know? And he was like, well, uh, it is a Prius. You know, then he tells the fake ass joke and I'm like, this dude's a buster. He's terrible. No. All right. So I know exactly what you're talking about. And yeah, it does suck when someone yells out your jokes, but if someone's yelling at your joke, it means it probably sucks. You know what I'm saying? Like, Let's be, but there's a lot of times where there's guys and you'll like be scrolling through, you know, like I'm sure all of us in this room have been scrolling through you're on your phone, you're taking a shit, you know what I mean? You're looking at memes and then like I'll go out to a comedy club and I'll hear a meme come out of someone's mouth and I just, yeah. And you're just like, no, no, no. I've heard this before. Right. So not, and that's exactly what happened to you. I'm sure you're just right. like, you heard every joke before and you're just like, nah, this yeah. is not... This is you not like not the so I was kicked out the meme. No, 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 okay, I so, was removed from the show <laughs> that by the owner of the building who walks up to me and he's got this old you, New York accent. Right, my mom's from White Plains, New York, and he says to wait, me, "Wait, were you weren't you with the Chamber of Commerce? Oh yeah, and you got <laughs> they were also removed. Yes, as their guest. Yes, you got the whole party kicked out. First of all, first of all, first of all, let me say this: <laughs> I was so funny that day that the people in the show thought I was a part of the act. Like, so as I'm out there getting cussed out by the owner of this place who tells me, in my 30 years of doing this, I've never heard anything like that in my entire life. And I'm like, see, this dude is pissed, right? Big old Coke bottle glasses. He's out there yelling at me. As his guests are coming by, man, you were great. I love the show. Who knew that you, I did, we didn't have no idea that you were part of it until the end. And I was like, yeah, it was great. You know, thank you for you know coming. I enjoy. I mean, it was, it was just my first show. It was my first it was, show. I'll yes. be back tomorrow. Yeah, it was. Uh, and then, and then, <laughs> like, like to I'm make it worse, selling it. To make it worse, like two months later, I'm like, I'm going to another comedy show here in Oklahoma City. I didn't get kicked out. I long silence. Okay, I got I got kicked out. I okay. got kicked out of this one too. Where, where was this at? This is at uh, down there on Twenty Third Street. Hmm. Um, right there by the Pearson. On the tower? Yeah, the, it was at the tower. Okay. Yeah, right. so I got kicked out of the tower in another comedy show. Yeah, this this comedian, though, thought I was hilarious and engaged me. And okay. I was like, oh, this is fuel to the fire. So we had a good time. And then the guy was like, you have to go now. Yeah, no, no, no. The comedian was? Just, no, the owners over. of the place. What yeah. happens is, and, you know, I understand. All right, here's the deal, Sam. <laughs> Everybody thinks they're funny. Right. right. So, and I'm not, I wasn't there. I'm not going to say you weren't. All right. And um, I, I, but, but if you allow one person. Oh, then, then everybody yeah, does it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's just, it's really just setting a standard of behavior that's allowable. And you're like, dude, cause there are some spots like, I don't know if y'all have been down to the new Bricktown comedy club down there in Bricktown. They no. have it, dude, they have had some really good act. They have some really good acts coming through. We went and saw like uh Burt Kreischer a few months ago. And so they're bringing in some really good head, but there's some, I forgot who it was. They had, I think it was Sam, uh, Muse, the uh, Jason Muse, the guy who's like Jay and Silent Bob. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, which one is he? The fat one the, or the skinny the, one? The, the, the tall one. Okay, with so, the hair. So, he was just a few, he was last weekend, 
And they had like three or four people come into our bar and they're like, they asked us to leave. And they're like, why? And they were like, oh, we were just like yelling out stuff from the movie. I'm like, well, don't fucking yell do out that. stuff during the movie. And they're yeah. just, yeah. And so they're just like, there's, I don't know. And I feel like uh, COVID's taken a lot of people's uh, sense of humor away. Right. So, but also, yeah, at the same time, it's absolutely, I've had people yell stuff when I'm on stage. I'm like, fuck, that's funnier than what I was going to say. Like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? You just roll with it. And like, and, and there's, yeah, there's a very sweet, delicate balance between like, just, you know, adding and then be like, and then heckling. Yeah. And it's, it's, and you're, you're correct in being like, no, I, I I know I'm walking a weird line here. And the fact that you know, that tells me, you know what I mean? Like some people would be like, I thought I was better, so I just started doing all the jokes. <laughs> you know, I, I think it's for me. It's like I just no. want to be engaged by the comedian. I want to be engaged you by want the comedian. To? Yeah, I do. Oh hell, I'm, I get engaged every time because you know stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah. So they're gonna. I'm like just waiting for it. I'm like, and here it is. The yeah. second time I ever did stand up was in front of Toby Keith at Othe- at Othello's down in Norman. Okay, so I was sitting there and. You know, Toby Keith would never remember this, but we had actually met before in Iraq one time. We're sitting. Holy shit. We're sitting there and he's just like, where's everybody from? And I'm like, I'm going to let all you assholes answer because I've got a cooler answer than yours because I'm from Norman. And so, oh, yeah, exactly. Dude, he would love that. So, you yeah. Tell him the next so time he was it. so he was tripping out. And so eventually gets to me and I, we had just finished like whooping the shit out of Missouri or something that week. And so the second he gets to me, I was like, I'm from Norman. He's like, you catch that game? I'm like, hell yeah, I caught that game. And then... <laughs> the voice that you just did was fantastic, by the way. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, it's, it's about as close as I can get to him. And so <laughs> I went up and I actually... Fuck, this is funny. One of my first jokes was off of something that Sam Mays said. All right? So Sam Mays had this joke about how you couldn't get him to coach at Baylor when they were having all that nonsense going on a long time, like four or five years oh, ago, right? Yeah. So you're like, you couldn't pay me to, and I was like, you're like, that place is AIDS as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> and I was yeah. just, and I was laughing my ass off when he said that. And I was like, I don't think AIDS has done anything that wrong. Like what did AIDS do to deserve this? <laughs> That's this amazing. Rap, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I, I get up there and I've just like got this little dumb joke sitting around in my head all day. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to get up there and then, I'm like the third person up, and Toby Key sits down. And I'm like, fuck it, I'm doing this OU age joke. You know, I'm doing this <laughs> age joke because I know he follows ball. And I do it, and I'm like, Toby Keith laughs so hard at this joke. I'm just like, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> and then as soon as I get off stage, like three or four people go up, and then he's leaving. And one of my friends who's a comedian was so excited. He's like, I'm going to get to perform in front of the. And the second he goes up there, Toby Keith gets up and leaves. Oh, and he was, oh. And he's like, bye, Toby. And all he hears is dead ass hours. Bye, y'all. Like, it, <laughs> but it fills the whole room up because I don't know how his voice does that, but it fills up a whole room. Well, he is like 6'5", so he is no, up there a little he bit. Is, uh, he's a lot taller than I thought he was. When I, when I saw him in Iraq, I was like, we get an offensive lineman in that we were unaware <laughs> of, and they're like, oh, no, 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 that's Toby Keith. I'm like, oh, fuck me sideways. He is massive. Yeah, I never knew how tall he was until the first time I met him. I was like, fuck, I'm looking this dude eye to eye. Like, <laughs> I was like, all right. Him and I think Trace Adkins could probably. Trace is a big old boy. Yeah, yeah Trace I think, is a big dude. Yeah, yeah no, I've, I've never met him, but I've seen him, and I, I've seen him from, like, afar, and I'm just like, man. 
Like, if there's one dude you don't want to stage dive, it's that guy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Get the fuck back. <laughs> trying to see that Trace ponytail waving in the wind, you just let it wave. Right every every light in the house is on is a, is a Trace Atkins song. You got a great voice. No, Baby, no. I'm home. Yeah, that's was another that, one. Was, or was that just a line out of it? Uh, oh, who the hell I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Let me say this. Thank you for your service. Oh, man. Uh, no, 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 no. Yes. I appreciate yeah, my, you. Uh, my father, 82nd Airborne. Awesome. And I was born in Fort Bragg, and so military is part of my family. And, and these days, more than most, I feel like, and, and I know that, you know, I've got buddies that were in the military, and they're like, oh, I hate when people thank me for my service. But I, I think that more, these days, more than most, it's important to say those things. Oh, no. And it's, yeah, it's my one of those, hates it too. it's one of those weird things where you're just like, I didn't know you when I was doing this shit. You know, and it's right. like, and it's a still huh. appreciated, like, cause a lot of, you know, when, when I was in, uh, I, I'd just be in like the Dallas airport, you know, making an interchange and I try not to fly in uniform, but some, yeah, you stick out like a sore thumb when you're that young. Oh, yeah. You got that, right. yeah. And so, you know, people are always amazing and awesome and just like buying, you know, you'd be at Starbucks and you'd find out your shit's paid for. And people have always been gone out of their way. I've had, you know, sat down at dinners and I just had them bought for me. And, you know, people have always gone out of the way. So, Hey. You know, I'll always thank a veteran, and it, it is always appreciated, and uh, I do appreciate you guys. So, no, and it's... Uh, how, how did you, Can I ask this before we... Uh, yeah, go ahead. Comedian, uh, veteran, military, <laughs> like, what, what's the story? What's the background? How'd you get so, there? So, um, actually, I, I got out, I got out of the military. I got out, I joined at 19, uh, did two tours in Iraq, did like 27 months total, and... Uh, Floated around, went to Fort Hood for a little while, got out, moved to Houston. And I was like, I'm going to go start doing oil work because I hear that's where all the money's at. Yeah. And about two and a half <laughs> years of that shit, I was done. Right. And so I headed up here and I started actually working uh, on campus at OU and um, working, doing all their, you know, high power voltage shit and all that kind of stuff around the campus. And we would sit around the morning meetings and I'd have, you know, 10 guys around the thing. And I'd just have everybody roaring and we'd be an hour late to work because I'd have my, I, and everyone's like, why don't you just fucking get up there and do some jokes? I'm like, ah, I don't know, man. It feels, feels weird. feels self-serving. It's just not, I just like kicking it with the fellas. And he's right. like, nah, but this is, this is different. He's like, this isn't water cooler funny. Like you literally had 10 dudes from different, you know, backgrounds chuckling like that's something. So eventually, gift. yeah, no. And so Shit. eventually, you know, my, my friend eventually just like, Hey man, how about you stop being a little bitch and just do it. And eventually I, I did. And I actually was at Othello's the first time and I went up and I was nervous as shit, but I had this, I had this old, real old, uh, <laughs> comedian. This is, black guy and he was like man i just got out of county and all this shit and i was like oh no like is this what the scene is like i don't even know and he's like he went up there and told these jokes that i couldn't even say on this podcast i don't feel comfortable <laughs> like immediately was the most offensive like oh, yeah. and i was just like oh man i i'm gonna be on netflix in like a month like you know what i mean because i had already i had written stuff down and i was like the second one up and I went up and I had a pretty decent set. And then I very quickly realized how much work this was going to be. And you know what? Like, uh, and you guys are athletes, so you can probably say, like, 
when you when you have a goal and when you realize something's going to be a little bit harder than what you you either you know you either pack your shit up right you know what i mean or you just like welcome to podcasting right. yeah, yeah it's the same thing you yes. know what i mean you either pack your shit up and you're like fuck this or you're like all right i'm gonna figure this out and you know there's there's been times where I'm taking a little time off well there's not because if you've been to an open mic which it sounds like you have and you if you eventually oh, if you've yeah. ever seen an open mic Man, sometimes there are a lot of misses, and oh, there's yeah. only one or two good ones, and it's been an hour and a half, and you've heard like 15 different comedians, and some of those comedians are going to be really good, and they're just having a rough day, and some of those guys just plain old suck. Yeah. And so, you know what I mean? Like, so it's a, it's a, it's a grind like everything else. And I, I think that's one thing that, uh, that, that I'm glad when you, you listen to guys like Rogan, you listen to all these other big comedians do podcasts. It's something that, that really gets talked about a little bit more is, is the grind of like, Hey man, like this isn't just like, we don't just show up on stage and, and be funny. <laughs> right. right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's, we don't just get on stage and it, it may seem like we're just sitting up here having a conversation, but this whole conversation has been three years in figuring out how to do. Yeah, and this so wouldn't give me a beer and sit back and have a couple fucking laughs. So my first <laughs> my first comedian comedic experience was actually watching Bill Cosby. And this is like I shit you not. So I was like ten years old living in San Antonio and from me to you, Sam, is David Robinson. Oh shit. So we're sitting at the Trinity Theater in San Antonio and Dude, I don't oh, know. you saw him in person? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw oh, him like, and yeah. I was like 12 years old. And so it's one of the most crazy experiences I've ever had. In my, it's when I knew I wanted to be a comedian, but I just never knew how to do it. So you walk up here and most comedians have like an opener, you know, or, and they have a host and they have a whole thing. Bill Cosby walked down stage and killed for an hour and a half, like just murdered. And, you know, this is pre-everything you find out. Yeah. Things aren't exactly up to par. Right. But, but I mean, in that moment, you're just like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Like, I don't, how do you do this? And it took me a really long time to find it because, again, like I talked about, Sam, self-promotion is a very difficult, weird thing for me because you have to put yourself out there. You have to kind of want to talk about yourself and I do not like talking about myself. I'm the same way. I hate talking <laughs> about myself. Hell, I didn't even get on social. I, I started a Facebook deal like three days ago. I'm at work and <laughs> it's like ding, 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 ding. And I'm like, I got to turn this shit off. Oh yeah. No. And it's, it's a, you know, and that's a comedy is such a, it's such a crazy thing because it's a, yeah, you really have the ability to say whatever you want. And, and really touch on some subjects and you'll find out very quickly, you know, what you can and can't say, you know what I mean? And then you'll, you'll get constant reminders of how different times are changing and, and what you can't, <laughs> man, I'm telling you, like I've gone through, there's already been, you know, some, some things you can and can't say that have been taken off the chart since, you know, I've started doing stand up. you know what I mean? Right. Like, oh, yeah. so it's just this constant evolving. Like somebody's you, feeler gets hurt and then they start a fucking petition and then yeah. you can't say that no more. But like, you, but you get to see all these huge guys like, uh, like uh, Dave Chappelle have so much control over their, what gets put out and what they say and what they do. And that's a, that's a beautiful thing that I think it's, YouTube podcasting and everything's allowing comedians and com and comedy and all sorts of things just to 
come to the forefront and more conversations like this can happen, which I think is awesome. Are you at all nervous that comedy is getting ready? Like you're talking about the things that you can't say, right? So, so let's right. talk about uh, Richard Pryor and some of the shit that he had to say. <laughs> like just just full out raw, unfiltered, just nasty. Like I, I my, say Richard, Eddie, my yeah, my my first two memories of of comedy, my father and I, we used to watch it all the time, like the HBO stand-ups and all that. Is uh, Sam Kinison and and Dice man? Yes, oh, oh, yeah. Dice, I yeah. love those two. And they Miss Buffett sat on the top. Yeah, no, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I just feel like you can't do it like that. Those days when I turn onto my uh, TV today and I see this, you know, I, I'm nervous to say it right now. Uh, Ellen Page, yeah, is now Elliot Page, right? She had this transgender conversation today, and so I'm sitting there on a day that apparently is transgender awareness or this week or whatever you know and right. i look i'm i'm this dude yeah love who you want to love live the life that you want to live i don't really care but in being in the media and or being a comedian or being a public figure you know the three of us are sitting around going well what you know on this podcast we say some shit that is what said Wes said some shit about swallowing kids the other day in a podcast and i was like <laughs> all right that, that yeah. just got that just got that said just happened that just happened so like it's are that you weird. at all do when you get up there do you feel like radio laws keep me from acting crazy podcast is like the outlaw version i'll say what the fuck i want to no and that's no and that's that's what uh that's what makes going up there so much fun is kind of like lightly finding a boundary, finding something that like people may not like I used to have a I used to have a joke about hey if if you uh, if you had to choose between having another kid, I'd find like a, a you know, who's like a mom or a grandma, you know. If you had to choose between having another kid or having cancer, which one would you choose? No, oh shit. Like, well, I always choose cancer. And they're like, "Why?" I'm like, "Because if you get rid of a kid, you're an asshole. If you get rid of, <laughs> if you get rid of cancer, you're a hero. You know yeah, what I'm you're saying? Right. And so, so like I used to do this joke, and then I had this lady who's like, "Well, I've I don't like your joke because you know she had some personal reason." I was like, "Look, I I respect everything you're saying right now, but you also have to respect my ability to say whatever the hell I want to say." And right. we're just, yeah. you know, and and I'm sorry you feel this way, and we're just gonna have to get through it together. And, you know, and if she would have come at me with something that was like, because I, you know, I've had family members die of cancer, so you can't come at me and be like, oh, I've had, yeah, me too. Like, I get right. it. Like, just yeah, move it's on. Like my father died of cancer, but he would have laughed at that joke on his deathbed. That's what right. I mean. That's, that's what I'm saying. Exactly. No, a joke's a joke. And, and, and I think what people have, uh, people have lost the, uh, the, the context people, people forget about context. People just are so quote, you know, uh, quick to throw quotes around something you said with zero context around it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, and it, it's just, uh, at what point did the freedom of speech stop becoming what it is? Well, the thing is, is that, uh, like we talked about earlier, super early, the clout game, you know, it's, yeah. they have the ability to now take your clout. Yeah. And that's, that's what it is. It's this social, that up. it's this social contract. We know now all have, that we're going to kind of, everybody's going to lightly play by the rules. But if you don't, and we find out about it, we can, we can yank you. Cancel you. you. Cancel yeah. culture. I'm going yeah. no, no, no. to take your friends away and give you a one-star review. And there's absolutely a few things. You know what I mean? Like, there's some some crazy things that are on Twitter, you know, that people say that I'm just like, man, 
I wish they would delete it, but at the same time, you know what? Leave it up because this person looks insane and looks ignorant, you know, ignorant as fuck. So there, at some point it's taking the, the freedom of speech away from people. You're almost saving people from admitting, you know, who they are. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel oh, yeah. like all people are doing ruin their, ruin their own lives. Yeah, right. exactly. Right. And I'm all of, you know, as terrible as that sounds, I'm all about that. Don't, don't presume to cancel me over something you think I said, let me give you a reason. You know what yeah, I mean? Right. Like, you know, and it's, I don't think there's anything wrong with people, certain people getting canceled, you know, but pulling something out of context and all this other stuff. I, I don't worry about it as much as my stand up because most of the stand up is everything I've kind of, uh, I've sorted all my feelings through. I've, I've thought it out. Who's going to get offended by this? Yeah. Who's going to be, cause I have jokes about like, all right, my kid is I'm five, seven. My son is five, ten and a half, almost five eleven, but he's, pasty as shit. He looks like an Auschwitz survivor. You know what I mean? Like, and I'll say that on stage constantly. You know what I mean? He just does. Like, I let him go outside and play. I feed him everything. But he's just, that's where he's at right now. Yeah. I like how he gives us to make the confirmation that he is taking care of the child. Yeah, no, (laughs) I have to. You know what I mean? Like, like, I got got one of them Caspers. Yeah, no, no, yeah. a little, my little Swiss miss, man. She's, <laughs> I'm telling you, she's a, she's about a, a step away from being a ginger, man. Oh yeah. No, I, I don't know what it is, but it makes me laugh. Cause everybody's like, you know what, what's the difference now between having to be a, a parent with like stay at home kids? I'm like, well, it's kind of like being the fucking worst day ever, every day. <laughs> we don't get any breaks from each other. We don't get breaks from each other. You know what I mean? We're he's 16 years old and I work at night. So I'm at home all day too. Right. So we're just in front of each other's muzzles all day. Oh, oh yeah. And I feel bad for him in that way. Cause if I had been stuck around my dad all the time, I'd have been fucking pissed too. No shit. <laughs> the difference is your dad probably would have had you working on a car or some shit. No, like that. Yeah. no, you, but you know what? It's weird. My dad, uh, my dad was not like that at all. My dad was actually a doctor, and he oh. hated the fact that I joined the military. Really? Yeah. Well, he didn't hate it, uh, but he was just like, "I, you could have done anything. And I'm just like, man, I don't know what it was, but I just... Well, something I wanted to do. And he's just like, all right. Like, you just, <laughs> you know, you always want the best for your kids. And so, you know. Just think of it as a college scholarship, maybe. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> yeah. Ish. No, and that's, and, <laughs> and that's what I used to, to go to, like, trade school and stuff after when I moved to Houston. But, yeah, like I said, it's, you always want the best for your kids. So, I, you know, and it's having to tell your kids how to be conscious about social media, too. That's a weird conversation. Right. <laughs> Can you imagine kids like Josh Allen and all these quarterbacks? You know, on draft night, they find like right tweets. Right now, I can oh, just yeah. put, like, a code on YouTube kids or whatever. She's seven, but, man, she's getting there quick. Yeah. No, no, no. And they'll, yeah, they'll navigate that very quickly. Right. Oh. Yeah. It's a mess. It's a, it, There's no doubt it's a mess. All right. We, uh. Oh, shit. Yeah. We're, we're getting up on it a little bit. <laughs> Let me, um. You know, I hate to, once one, I love comedians. I do have a sense of humor. Um, I'm very Ish. curious to you know. You keep having to tell me that. I don't well, like because, that. Well, you because can. because because Brittany, you, you know, like she, the guy at the bar that goes up to the pretty girl and is like, "Hi, I'm Lance. I'm not creepy." <laughs> yeah, I just my sense of humor is a little bit weird. Yeah. I think you're funny as hell, though. I'm, 
how do I ask you like what your like what, do I ask you what your best joke is? Do I ask you? No, I mean, man, having a best joke now that's a, that's like a weird because well, you as let, a comedian you rephrase oh, that. You said you said something earlier that got you like eight thousand followers Auschwitz. overnight. Oh, okay. So all right. So I well, what what had got me a bunch of followers was actually uh, the clip of uh, me. Uh, man, what's what's that congressman's name or uh, Jim Inhofe? The red, the one with the Langford. red hair, Langford. Yeah. So I had done this clip because um, he had gotten on like Fox News or some shit like the day before seven eighty eight before we'd pass. I was like, Oh yeah. There's no way my constituents will let this pass. And just just shutting the whole thing down. And I was on like Facebook Live talking shit to him like violently. But one of my friends was recording me doing it. And it got taken down eventually. He got it taken down, and I can't find the clip. Like, it's... <laughs> oh, he had to take it down? It, someone, it was it deemed... Was erased from the It ether. was deemed hateful. Because I was like, listen here, you little redheaded shit. And I was like... Because <laughs> like, it passed, right? right? So the next day, they ask him about it again, and I'm like, hey, listen here. It sounds like you don't know your constituents for shit. And I was like, it passed by a pretty good majority. I was like, so if you could just bring your ass back from Washington and maybe have a conversation with us, it'd be fucking fantastic. Right. And I was like, but this is from a disabled veteran living in your district. Just saying. And so one of my friends just put that out on the ether and I had all these like, can you know, cannabis advocates. And everybody's like, fucking love this dude. Like right. talking Boom. shit to the man. I love it. No, yeah. cause it's just, uh, you know, we all partook. It's the plant that might make you a bit silly. You know what I mean? We got yeah. states like Texas, you know what I mean? Hasn't, you know, they don't have weed. They've decriminalized it and all their, it's a very weird thing for me that it's, uh, there's people on another part of this uh, this great U.S. of A. living in another piece of dirt that are now locked up for doing the same thing. We, you know what I mean? We saying? do like, day, yeah. yeah. Right. So for me, so for me, it was uh, what kind of just brought me to the stratosphere, like we were talking about, and kind of brought me all that was just me. Just really, I I walked the entire state delegation uh, from a restaurant one night when I was doing stand up, talking about how uh, if. Mary Fallon gets a school named after it has to be a special needs school. And so, so, so I, uh, uh, yes. So I was saying, I was like, I didn't know it, but at the time I was at this restaurant down there in like Midtown and I was doing this joke and I guess like the entire state legislative legislative, they're all over there just like dicking off. And so I'm over here doing this joke and I was like, you know, I was like, what, what downtown really needed. I was like, was that trolley system that they built instead of teaching our kids how to fucking read? Cause you know what? They're not even going to know what stop to get off on. Right. Assholes. And like, I didn't know they were there. And so everybody else knows who they are and they don't, they know that I don't know. So they start jeering them out like, boo, you guys suck. And the, <laughs> yeah. literally walked them out of this dinner because of me. And so it's just, I had some weird little, yeah. And, and it amazing. all happened on accident. Yeah, That's, no, yeah. it's everything. <laughs> what does that Jim Ross do? The little painter, happy accidents? Yeah, like yeah. that. You know what I mean? It's all just happy accidents. I, you know? tro trolling of politicians after this year, I feel like I'm here for all of that. Yeah, troll of the fucking politicians. Oh, oh yeah. my god, no! And they this is it. this has been such a weird. 
Uh, everybody was always tore up about this current administration. And I just said, Hey, like, don't get so sore all the time. I was like, cause, uh, never before in my life had I met or seen a president. All right. This isn't the only thing I'll say about that. Where, uh, Bush senior Clinton, even, uh, you know, Bush light and then freaking Obama, like they could look you dead in the face and say something. And you're like, I'm going to have to Google that. And then you'd hear this guy talking. You're like, yeah, that's not true. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's that's, I know that's not true. Like that's a problem for me. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's my only problem is I, I know that's a lot. Right. Like, like he falls under the 70% of all facts are not true. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's just, uh, it's been a really, it's been such a, a crazy year. It's been, it's been a windfall like everything else, man. It's, I'm here for it. Like you said, I'm just, uh, I'm here to just kind of, man, just make some sense of it. Make some fun of it. Right. You know, let's just, uh, every, uh, there's a lot of serious things going around right now. So like, why not get a little high and joke about it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like there's, there's a lot to be found you in gotta that. Keep it light, man. There's a lot to be found in that right now. There's a little, little too much. Little. I think everything's starting to. I think we're on the downslope. If we can be honest, though, elections done, football seasons in full swing. Yeah, we got some uh, vaccines taking, that are in full swing. Yeah, hopefully, you know? stacks of vaccines and putting them in a freezer. Where they're like, we're going to keep them at 900 below, but who do we give it to? And I'm like. Just start taking it to the hospitals, dumbass. Just, right. Like, I think you start giving it to the people that are taking care of people, number yeah. one. Right. Take it to all the hospitals. And then all the football Get players. all them. Yeah. 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 No, no, no. Honestly. The NFL, look, then the NCAA, <laughs> and then everybody over and then, 90, and then 80, 70, and work your way down. NBA. All right. Let's do a full shutdown while we're administering. All right. All right. We shut down all the basketball all the player, everyone that's going to be on TV and providing entertainment first. All right. And I'm not saying, yes. I'm saying that because I want to be entertained. I'm not saying that because I think athletes or any of you are better. I'm saying that purely as if I have to be locked down, you better be able to fucking entertain me because Tiger King isn't coming out with a second fucking season. Well, shit, it might. You know You're <laughs> Trump, oh, President Trump might pardon him. You hear that deal? Oh my God. Oh, please. Yeah. Let that be his last act. Oh. It's a pardon. It. Why? Just it would stir. just be the most Look, Trump thing ever. I'm going to just Him tell it like Carol it is. Carol Baskin. <laughs> right, I'm going to tell it like it is. A Tiger King drugged some dudes, fucked those dudes, and then gave people bad meat and char like gave, paid them a hundred bucks to take care of a bunch of animals that were eating them. Like they were, he, yeah. He no. needs to be in jail. No, 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 yeah. for sure. Carol Baskin's doing the same shit. Yeah. But no. without the dudes <laughs> and the drugs. Let him out and let him flip on all the rest of those weirdos. That was that was the hardest. Put the animals in the zoo. That was the hardest part about being a comedian during lockdown was all your L.A. friends and all your other buddies you've met along the way. Be like, so is this what the fuck y'all got going on around this bitch? Like, yeah. Oh, this? yeah. <laughs> Every right. time I'm like, yeah. yep. Like my buddies from Youngstown are like, bro. <laughs> That's Oklahoma, <laughs> and I'm like, there. I promise you, there's not a just a weird, squirrely looking white dude banging out straight guys on every corner. Like it's a weird story. We're all weirded out so by if this. If you yeah, get I, off the highway, you're gonna hear some banjos, motherfucker. I met right. Like I, 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 I met him passing out campaign stickers and campaign condoms when he was running for governor. I was just on our way with another comedian. We we're like rolling down the street, just you know, like Sheridan, just rolling down the main brick town. This dude's just out there, just. 
vote for me. And I'm like, is that the fucking tiger guy from the billboards? He's got this. And <laughs> my fucking buddy was like, yeah, that's him. He's uh, he's running for governor now. And I was like, why doesn't he just run for fucking president? Yeah. Like, fuck it. And they're like, and they're like, I think he is. Well, him and Con- I want. I, I think like there needs to be more than one famous person on the ballot. Like, if Kanye is gonna run, like let's throw the Tiger King in. Let's see Why who gets more votes out of that little shit show. Now, just give me Ellen, so at least when she dances out to the podium, you know what I mean. It'll at least <laughs> there's more hopes for. More slippage, and there's also more hosts. Cooler people will show up. A lot cooler people. <laughs> a lot of people are going to be really pissed on her twelve favorite things because everybody's is that not Ellen on or is that the Oprah. Show. Oh man, both of them would be good. No, I think Oprah does like twenty four fucking days or her favorite things, but Ellen does like twelve. I saw an episode of it. I uh, shows her twelve things. I think Oprah's makeup artist deserves a daytime Emmy <laughs> every year as that is one of the most unfortunate looking people <laughs> on the planet without makeup on with so She's much terrifying. money with so much Oprah. i feel like she looked like et like Oprah when you get is the, like, like when a you get balloon the, that you blow up and let it go down like so many times it just doesn't have the same elasticity anymore you're talking about her body or the face just Oprah, man. How many times has she got big and then got skinny oh, again? Yeah. She's been like the poster child of every diet since the fucking 80s at some point. Oh, if you have like one of those random, uh, the plane is landing and the pressure has caused me to have an erection moments, just think about Oprah. <laughs> it's oh, gone. Oh, who is, who, yeah, who is, yeah, I think every guy has one woman that they're just like, nah. Yeah. Like, like I, I've told all my friends, I'll bang Betty White panties. on a dare for free. Betty bang White, Be- Betty White, Betty yeah, White would still get it. Absolutely, Betty White would still get it. Betty White's getting it. She might die during. She's getting it. Yeah. You know who else is uh, Paula Dean? I was she gonna say <laughs> Sam loves him some Paula oh, Dean. Yeah. So at least she's gonna make you and, some fucking amazing food afterwards. And she probably smells like a biscuit. <laughs> and she's gonna talk dirty to him, which I think he really absolutely. Likes. And there might be a little race play because you know Paula's a little bit. <laughs> a little dicey. I, I I watched this. They had this. All right. So I watched I watched this. Uh, <laughs> it's getting it, weird. Uh, what was it like? The road. It was like a uh, Waylon Jennings and uh, Willie Nelson. What was the name? Oh of them? yeah yeah yeah. They have like a documentary out or something, and they were talking about. There's this old guy who's like a roadie or something. He was like, I watched these guys throw down for. $35,000 worth of cocaine. He's like, so I just took me a little sniff. He's like, boys, there's enough sugar and flour in here that you will sneeze biscuits for a month. <laughs> and I was like, that might be the best cocaine joke I've ever heard in my That's life. Like, it's like a 90-year-old man who's just holding on. I'm just like, I fucking love this guy. <laughs> I love it. Man, we're going to do this again, Greg. I appreciate no, it. Oh, and this I appreciate you guys, one. man. Have yeah. me on. Uh, man, I will be on whenever you want. I love, absolutely love the pod. The audience is always great. I read the reviews just before I came in here. And Sam, you know, I don't get to read a lot of good reviews on podcasts because I like scrolling through reviews. I mean, do you scroll through your own reviews? No. You don't? No. Okay. Where do you see the reviews? I've never even looked at them. Okay. Good. Well, scroll down <laughs> to iTunes. We'll talk about those after. But yeah, I'll show <laughs> But no, I, 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 when I read like a bunch of, uh, when I, after I've watched a podcast a bunch of times, I'll kind of roll through the reviews just see if everybody else is vibing the way I am. 
And uh, no, really receptive audience. Really, uh, no, and I, I appreciate the uh, appreciate the love. Appreciate you guys having me on, man. Truly, yeah. it's a. Uh, but yeah, we'll have to, have to do this again, like draft season. We'll come in here and do a draft talk, or maybe we'll do like oh, a yeah. live pod for the first round or something. Yeah, keep I, it uh, light and live. I yes. think that pod. This is you know, I would help myself if I would just pick something that I like and make it like a niche thing, right? I would help myself. Uh, get a more passionate audience. The, the reality is, I just want to talk is, to people. I just want to get to know niche? people. I don't. I. You, you know, know what? Like, that there is no niche. Yeah, I don't, probably. Yeah. You, you just, know, you like never Seinfeld. know what you're gonna get. Right. Like Seinfeld. You know, it's a show right. about nothing. Right. You know, yeah. it's just sometimes. You know, you see some of the the larger podcasts. You'll see they don't have just one kind of person that they're going to interview. So appreciate you. I think I'm the first comedian you've had. You are. Yeah. So I appreciate like, I just like collecting people to do like, I'll, I'll call next time. Some weird shit comes up and be like, yeah, I'm calling Greg. He'll be yeah. great for this podcast. Well, yeah, let's you know? go. Yeah. That'd be cool. We'll have no, like no, Greg sure. and like a porn star on here someday. I can we can hook that up. Gonna get oh, yeah. and uh, yeah, we'll have talk online. I think we got, <laughs> I got some more, uh, some more guest ideas uh, for this place. I mean, obviously it's an amazing studio. Uh, really well done. I so I just it. I really you. do, and you guys are doing it up. So again, appreciate you having me, guys. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. That's it. The Sam Mays podcast is a production of P Squared Media.